Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning, Ryan. Morning, Shazat. How's you doing? Very good. I, I was listening to your conversation there with Elliot about International Fried Chicken Day. Firstly, <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing as International Fried Chicken Day. Secondly, what a great day that is. Well, every day should be Fried Chicken Day, if you ask some, <laughs> some people. So that's going to be on the menu for lunch, I'm sure, for many of us. You, How about you? you uh, yeah, look, I, I, I do like it, I have to say. I, I'm quite partial to a little bit of fried chicken. Who isn't, really? It's kind of comfort food, right? Mm, well, unless you're vegetarian. <laughs> well, uh, fair enough. Or you're a, you're a health nut, then obviously you wouldn't want to. But uh, I might have to indulge. I think there must be a few things going on today, right? Yes, besides fried chicken... Markets may be taking a bit of a... <laughs> a, quick, a quick segue into that. <laughs> well, we've got Asian markets off to a muted start right now. And that is seeing the um, Australian markets just above water by 0.1%. And in Japan, you've got the Nikkei 225 just up by 0.4%. And in Korea, the Kospi is up by 0.5%. So a rather muted start. And that follows pretty much... No action on Wall Street because it was closed for Independence Day. So Mm. looking at Europe for Leeds, it was pretty much sideways. And that is looking at the European Stocks 600 Index, just up by 0.3%. We did get some support from some economic data coming out from the Eurozone. And that is with the final Eurozone PMI numbers showing in June that business business activity expanded at its sharpest rate in 15 years. So the PMI reading at 59.5, up from May's 57.1. So that's encouraging and showing that the European region is uh, seeing the economy recovering as well. Mm. And if you look at what's happening across Asia, a muted start, and that maybe is reflective of how there is still a lot of moving parts. And one of them is OPEC+. Plus. A lot of infighting, Mm. finally reaching a point where the meeting that was dragged on since Thursday finally was called off, cancelled without a conclusion. We're not surprised, right? Because things were not looking great yesterday when we last talked about this. That's right. So all the signs were there. You've got infighting, two sides to the dispute. Um, So no signs of a conclusion. And just a recap for those um, just catching up, what's happening is on one side, you've got Russia and effectively Saudi Arabia leading the OPEC plus cartel, saying they saying they want a new deal, which will mean extending the current agreement, which expires in April until the end of next year. And alongside with that, a uh, returning of barrels of oil to the market come August. So right now, the current agreement has nothing penciled in from August onwards. So without a conclusion, it means there will be no further increase in supply for oil. And with that prospect facing investors and the markets, we are seeing oil markets, uh, oil prices going up by over 1% overnight. Wow. And it's now pushing three-year highs. So that is a prospect of what's um, become of the OPEC Plus um, latest meeting um, events. So for now, there is no new date penciled in for the next meeting. So it looks like it might actually stay this way because both sides can't see eye to eye. The UAE holding out to its demands that it deserves a higher production quota if it wants to be part of any deal to extend the production 
um, agreement. So that is uh, really painting a very interesting picture because for quite some time, OPEC Plus is seen as a unified group um, that, that can get behind a decision but it's quite different this time around when you look at how both sides have been approaching media and just airing their grievances quite publicly. So it might take quite, quite some time for them to back down from these uh, positions right now. And to think where oil was a year ago during the pandemic as well. Yeah, so con- quite the a way. big turnaround with how things have been in the past year. Um, so last year, we saw OPEC Plus cutting nearly 10 mm. million barrels of oil from the market to help support prices. And already, um, we've got a few million barrels being returned. Now we are just left with slightly around 6 million barrels from normalizing the production. So that is in the, I guess, dynamics of this conversation with OPEC+. Plus. Also, adding to this um, aspect of the OPEC+, Plus um, complexity, is how um, what happened earlier this year with UAE. They, are, they, have, they have this oil called Merban. It's the main grade of crude called Merban. Right. And they started to add this or started to get this traded on a new futures exchange earlier this year. And what it means is they want more people to use this as the benchmark, at least in the Middle East. And to get ah. that done, they want more liquidity. And that means more production and more use of its oil, that main crude called Merban. So that's also adding to the politics of um, this dynamics happening with OPEC Plus right now. So a lot happening on the sidelines. And also worth noting, a lot of investors might be putting pressure, foreign investors putting pressure on the UAE to push production levels higher. So this includes the likes of uh, BP, Total Energies. So many of them invested quite a bit in the UAE. And to get returns on investments, they need more production. Yeah, there's a lot of play here, isn't there? There's geopolitics as well. Uh, let's hope it can resolve itself. Otherwise, those oil prices could get interesting. Uh, what about Didi Chusing? Because that one has been rippling along as well. Yeah, so that is interesting because it comes off the back of the mega IPO in the US. Mm. And right now, a tech clamped down by China is putting a pressure on Didi's share price. Overnight, it was down by over 5%. And if we look at what's going on across... The Hong Kong markets, at least in the tech sector, that is also seeing some ripple effects. Tencent, for example, is seeing a bit of pressure because they own a stake in Didi and they were down yesterday by 3.6%. And looking at a proxy to some extent, Meituan, that has been one company also under the crosshairs of Chinese regulators and they lost 5.6% yesterday. And all in the Hang Seng Tech Index was down 2.3% 2.3% on Monday, hitting its lowest levels in nearly two months. So you are looking at quite a bit of ripples, a bit of jitters in the Chinese tech space. So if you are maybe eyeing that place for some <laughs> bargains, this may be the time because right now it's quite jittery across the tech sector for further potential clampdowns. Yeah, it's, uh, if you're a tech company there at the moment, uh, you're wondering what is going on and how will things stabilize. Uh, when we come talking things stabilizing, as we come closer to home now, Ryan, great news, of course, yesterday with the possibility or the probability, let's hope, that things might be returning to a little bit more uh, towards normal uh, from the 14th of, uh, for after the 12th, sorry, of uh, July. Yeah, that'll be next Monday. So you 
can expand your social outings to five, at least when you dine in. Right. So that is prospects of what's going to harm more normalization yes. of activities and also a few support measures outlined by Finance Minister Lawrence Wong yesterday. So that helped the mood for Singapore markets. Yeah. And we saw the STI up by 0.4% yesterday. And it is building on those gains. Right now, in the morning opening numbers, we are looking at it higher by 0.4% at 3,151. And a quick snapshot of the STI, mostly green. And you've got only four SCI constituents in the red. Right at the bottom is Thai Bath. Uh, also at the bottom, second from the bottom is uh, Fraser's Logistics and Commercial Trust. So a bit of a profit taking there because yesterday, Fraser's Logistics and Commercial Trust was the top gainer after adding 3.5%. And right now it's down by 0.7%. So looking at the other end of the table, Capital DC REIT is leading the way up 1.2%. Uh, banks all in the green that by DBS, 0.7% up at 30.21. So that's um, some of the action happening on the STI. And taking a quick look at some of the other stocks making the news, we've got Zico. That is in the news because it has applied for a digital bank license, an Islamic digital bank license uh-huh. in Malaysia. So... That is looking at its stock price right now, under pressure though, by 2.2%. So despite the good news, it is down by 2 over percent at 8.8 cents. Another stock that could be worth watching is Lian Bang. So it has seen its offer turn uh, unconditional after getting over 50% acceptances. And looking at how Lian Bang is trading right now, it is at 49 and a half cents. So that is the latest on Lian Bing and the offer price was at 50 cents per share. So that wraps up what we are tracking so far this morning. Great stuff. Uh, thank you very much, Ryan. I know you're uh, probably a little bit hungry thinking about all that fried chicken. So I'm going to let you go and enjoy some of that. Thank you for Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.